here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And welcome to season three, episode seven. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's how I start all our videos, right? <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll write it in if it's wrong. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll edit that part out or try to at least. Anyways, this is season three, episode seven, and it's going to be like a cute little episode. Um, we have some books we want to review and talk about. Jenny has a drink she wants to share. So we'll get started. And by cute, I think you only mean your book is going to be cute because mine isn't. Oh, <laughs> okay like I don't remember which book you're gonna review I don't I don't know if I told you which book I was gonna do no you didn't okay Okay, so yeah mine will be cute hers will not I guess not it was great but it wasn't cute so my drink is Monaco and it's sun crush tequila cocktail Mm. I'm pretty sure I've had this brand but I don't think I've had this okay I don't remember, but I'm hoping it's a tequila sunrise type of drink because that's what it looks like, right? It does. It really does. It's definitely a tequila sunrise. Okay. You you got what you wanted. I did get what I wanted. Perfect. Sounds like a great start to the episode. (laughs) Yeah. So should we do cutesy first or not cutesy first? Um, I it's it's up to you, whatever you want to do. Mine is um mine's pretty sad. Um, <laughs> so, how about we start sad and then uplift everyone? Perfect. Okay, we'll do it that way. <laughs> All right. So my book review, I'm going to keep it spoiler-free. I contemplated doing it with spoilers, but I feel like people should read this book. Right. Like it's definitely worth reading and it was written very well. Okay. So it's called Ever Since by, uh, I don't know if it's Alina Brusas or Elena Brusas okay. um, and has definite trigger warnings. So there's grooming, sexual assaults, rape, trans um, phobia and mm-hmm. child abuse. So nice. it's definitely very, very heavy. Um, and it's basically about speaking your truth after trauma. Um, okay. So, and I actually listened to the audiobook and I listened to it twice. Mm. My <laughs> like I was literally listening to it twice, <laughs> especially it being triggering like that. I don't think I, and then you listen it... to it. I feel like that's so different than yeah. reading. It. I feel like listening to it, that had to be tough. It, yeah. Cause when you listen to it, it's like, so like immersive, like you, mm-hmm. you feel it more and I I was washing dishes and I was just like like I couldn't even see what I was washing because I was crying Mm -hmm. yes and then I re-listened to it and then I you know because sometimes you feel like you miss things when you're listening to Mm -hmm. your book Mm -hmm. and it was just as good the second time around it was perfection it was written Mm -hmm. really, really well so it's basically about um Virginia she's 17 years old and she has this close group of friends that she grew up with they all live kind of in the same area um and out of all of them she's definitely or seems to be the most or has the most troubled upbringing so like all her friends have like you know a mom and dad that care about them 
or, you know, a single parent that cares about them and is there for them. But she has an abusive father who abuses her and her mom. And her mom just kind of like is there and deals with it, I guess, and doesn't really protect her. Um, So she kind of alludes to like her dad constantly throwing parties at her house. And she sort of hints at someone ending up in her room multiple Mm. times kind of thing. Um, So which I feel like contributed, like all that that happened to her contributed to the way that people view her, even though they didn't really know what was happening. She was always sort of the person that they were like, oh, she's a slut. She's promiscuous, whatever. And these are her friends, like her friends talk about her like that. Um, And she sort of like just accepts it. Like she rolls with the punches and leans into it and does Mm -hmm. things that kind of prove them right I guess you okay. could say um so long story short Virginia loves her friends she's always with them she feels like they're like her backboard or backbone or whatever you want to call it because they're her support system even mm-hmm. though they're kind of shitty sometimes um and she basically starts hooking up with one of her friend's boyfriends and also has a crush on another friend's boyfriend. So, and that's exactly what I mean when it's like, she sort of like leans into what people are saying about her. Right. And so if, if you're saying it about me, I might as well live up to it. Pretty much. (laughs) Yes. Um, and I think that was like the, the author's like plan to make this like hateable character Mm -hmm. because you're like, reading this book and you're like well why is she doing that like I mean I get why she's doing it but why like you you read her inner dialogue and you're like okay she knows what she's doing is wrong but she's still doing it anyway Mm -hmm. but so her friend Thalia who she um is hooking up with her boyfriend one day she catches Virginia and this guy Rumi who happens to be like her closest friend's boyfriend she kind of sees them and she feels like they're a little too close for comfort and she sort of loses it she starts calling her a slut they kind of break up their friendship a little bit and from then on everything's sort of falling apart like all her friendships are falling apart Poppy disappears who's like her closest friend and -hmm. nobody knows why So she's feeling alone. The only person that's sort of there for her is Rumi, who is Poppy's boyfriend, um, because he doesn't know where Poppy is either. So they kind of connected in that way. Like, okay, well, she's gone now. So I guess let's hang out, sort of. So this is where we meet Rumi's sister. And she's 11 years old. And we start to find things out about her. So she is tutoring her Virginia's tutoring Ruby's little sister and she starts to like talk about things and mentioning this person that she knows and that it's her friend and she wants to sneak out to meet him and one day she sort of figures out wait a minute this sounds familiar this sounds like what I kind of went through when I grew up and she realizes that Rumi's sister's being groomed pretty much Yes. I'm going to stop it there. Right. Because it gets super heavy after that. And that's when I, I really imagine <laughs> like that's when the waterworks were like, <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. And the sister you said was 11. 
seven. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and that, that it's so hard. And like it, it's such a super hard read, but it was written so well. Like, you know how I said, like, I felt like the author meant to make this character like hateable. Mm-hmm. I understood her like everything she detailed out and like why she did the things she did like everything was like so perfectly written and seamless that I felt like I understood why she did the way she, the, the things that she did but if like I saw them I would be like yeah she's a slut I'm that's crazy like why are you doing that but I understood her like mm-hmm. I felt everything that she was going through it was such a good book but it's so sad so only read it when you're okay <laughs> So, you know, I was going to ask about the ending, but I won't because that's something like I, I don't I don't want to allude to. So I'll just. OK, because <laughs> I was going to say, like, does it end at least kind of on a good note? But then I feel like that that you should read it to find out, like, how it ends. I uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's sort of hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I, I could imagine this is a hard book. Yeah, it's not a happy book whatsoever. Like none of it is happy, regardless. I know, but yeah, it's definitely worth worth the read. It's a really good book, and I immediately bought it the physical book because I definitely want it. But mm-hmm. it was it was definitely worth the read. Was this your first time reading from this particular author? Yes, it's her debut novel. Oh wow! Oh, good. Yeah. It was only like 250 pages. and Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, so you blow right through it. And it, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it. the narrator must have made it even, like the na- narration of everything mm-hmm. must have been like 10 times It was better. perfect. Yeah. yeah. So is it like just, is it like Virgi- Virginia? Yeah, Virginia. Is it like, strictly her point of view? All or her point like, of view. Okay. Yeah, all her point of view. So it's like, I think, and I think that was purposely because she was feeling everything, you know, like we felt it with her, like everything that her friends were saying about her, the way the guys looked at her or talked about her, things like that. Like, I think that was purposely. But when her friends talked about her, like they would say it in her face or like, would she overhear it? It's more of like a feeling. So like, it was like a group of, I want to say it's like five of them total, like close friends, but they had a huge group of people from school and they would all party together. They would drink, smoke, whatever. So she had Poppy, who was like her, I would say her best friend, who never really said anything. She was like the most supportive towards her. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think it was more from Thalia, who she was sleeping with her boyfriend who would say things to her after she was like already fed up with her but it was like like the third party friends that kind of looked at her certain ways like people would see her with Dahlia's boyfriend like he would go and like grab her and nobody would say anything but they all kind of knew that it was happening so they looked at her a certain way so it was like that nobody ever like sure if it was like like she'll go to a party and then like when she walked into the room people would just be quiet or just look and stare kind of thing it was a little bit like that okay okay yeah okay yeah it sounds really good though and for it to be a debut book like that's pretty amazing (laughs) I know like the theme 
isn't ideal and it's a hard read and things like that, but for it to resonate and to really like stick with you and give you all that emotion, it's it's great for a first time author, you know? You yeah. want that your reader to get catch right. and feel something from it. Yeah. And, and like, you know how you see things about books and people are like, oh, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. Usually mm-hmm. I'm the person that doesn't if right. I'm as well. Or like, it's really hard to make me cry from a book. Like there, mm-hmm. I could name the five books that have made me cry my entire life. Mm-hmm. This was definitely one of them. Oh, wow. I cry all the time. So oh, anything. I know cry. you cry throughout this whole book <laughs> I know I was just sure. like sorry oh, why am <laughs> I reading this that was me washing dishes like trying to see the dishes and the tears are like welling up into my glasses I could just imagine you washing dishes <laughs> and crying I wouldn't have to stop and like go to my room and sob for a bit <laughs> nobody was home I was fine okay <laughs> So no one witnessed that. Nobody witnessed it. No. <laughs> Mike would literally tell me to stop reading it. He would come in and be like, why are you reading that? Then? That's what Angel does too. He's just like, one, he doesn't get it. And then two, he's just like, what? Like, just stop. Why are you like torturing yourself? That's funny. Because I want to know what happened. <laughs> That's my reasoning all the time because I want to know what happens. Well, good book. (laughs) Won't make you cry. Not happily ever after. Might not be in any kind of way. Well, if you're looking for a happily ever after and something cheerful to brighten your day, um, I have a like feel good holiday season um, book. Um, I always like to read a lot of holiday books before, you know, like Christmas and things like that. I like to get into the motion of it. Um, if I had a fake tree, it would be up now, but we don't, we go and get a real tree. So nothing makes me feel better than a good holiday book. So I found one on Audible. I actually listened to this. Um, so it's funny that you did too. Um, it's called You Make It Feel Like Christmas by uh, Tony Shiloh. Um, it gave me very much like Hallmark holiday movie vibes where it's kind of like cheesy one-liners, very lighthearted, very innocent, um, and like a feel-good happily ever after romance. Like you want that in a good like holiday book. Um, yeah. And I love cheesy Hallmark Lifetime holiday movies. So this kind of like got me feeling great and into the holiday spirit. (laughs) So this book follows Star. Um, She's coming home. Um, She hasn't been home in like years. She moved away to New York, got a job, and she's been there ever since. But she recently got laid off and now she's like returning home And, you know, all her siblings are like thriving in their lives and careers. Um, So she doesn't feel great. (laughs) She's just like, everyone's, you know, doing awesome. And here I am coming back home, jobless, Mm -hmm. not in a relationship, single. So like, everything's not going her way. That's such a like common theme in a lot of books like these. Yes. And to make 
let's add in some family drama. So to make things worse, she has to help out her sister who's getting married um, and preparing for it. And it's around Christmas Eve, I believe, is when her wedding is supposed to happen. So she gets, she starts, she goes back home around Thanksgiving time. So this takes place around Thanksgiving and Christmas into the new year. Um, so she's trying to like help her sister. And you would think, why would that be worse in the situation? Well, her sister is marrying her ex-boyfriend. So he wound up breaking up with Star to be with her sister years ago. What? Yes. Why is she helping her? Because that's her sister. And her mom is. I think that's a good enough reason. And her mom is making her like she wasn't even going to be part of the wedding party. Like she didn't even want her sister to be like part of her wedding. Like star. Her her sister was just like, I didn't even want you part of the wedding. Mom made me because you're my sister. No, that's an (laughs) automatic no. Absolutely not. I I know who the favorite child is now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she could do no wrong, honestly. Oh she's bratty. She's like high maintenance. Like, oh, she was annoying. But I feel like that was the intention. Okay. Um, and like Star, she she's the youngest out of all her siblings. So everyone kind of had someone growing up sibling wise that they couldn't like connect to. And since she was so much younger, she kind of had to like find her own friends that were outside of her family. So in the beginning of the book, you feel like this disconnect between her and her siblings. But then there's like these little moments, like, especially with like her brothers where he's almost you could tell like he feels like she feels disconnected from anyone and he's trying to like bring her in and trying to tell her like you know you are loved by the family and things like that like just little moments um yeah her brother was super super sweet and it's because of him um that her life gets a little bit better while she's home because he kind of like tells his best his childhood best friend Waylon to kind of like hey, my sister's back and she really needs a friend and kind of like pushes him to like be her friend. Uh, But Waylon was kind of already checking her out because he was like, wow, this isn't, you know, the little girl that I remember before she left. So there's an age gap. I think it's like 10 years or something. So he's like, oh, she's grown up. It's a dual point of view. So it's cool because we get Waylon's point of view and we get uh star's point of view and Waylon is the is a cute funny very attentive kind of guy and he's going through his own struggles um he recently lost his mom and his mom left her store to him and it's a Christmas shop so he's trying to sa- decide whether he wants to continue his mother's legacy or sell it because he did um, get some offers and some really good offers. So he's like, do I want to stay here and work here for the rest of my life and just, you know, work this store wasn't something that he was wanting to do. Um, 
But then with Star coming back, he's hoping, you know, if he does stay, she'll stay kind of thing. And Star is like, okay, he's the owner of this store now, but, you know, I'm interviewing for jobs back in New York. So it's a very much like, do we stay together? Do we not? Uh, we both really like each other. We want to see where this goes. But at the same time, it's big life decisions. So right. it's like, you know, I don't want to stay just for a man. I don't want to stay just for, you know, a woman. Like, what's the benefit? Where do, where do you see yourself kind of yeah. thing? And the benefit uh, is he owns a Christmas store. So you'll be happy all the time. For her. <laughs> Anytime you're in like the Christmas, like decorations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm so always happy. Mm-hmm. But when he got it, I guess there were some, like it was struggling and star is very good at like um what was she she was like a not a journalist oh I forget what it is but not a promoter I forget the job maybe marketing yeah it was like marketing so she helps him like with the displays with changing the store's name and like really making it better and making it his own kind of, you know, like putting his stamp on it. Um, like she was saying that they're like, it was so disorganized. You just didn't know where anything was when she first, you know, got into the store. So she like helped with that. Um, social media, she made sure he had it. So yeah, I would say it was like marketing. She was like, in that kind of business. Um, but it was really cute. I just, I love their the little one-liners he would say to her and she would kind of like chuckle and laugh like you're so corny kind of thing but I love that kind of like relationship it's very banter yeah so um it has the tropes like family drama brother's best friend age gap like I said it's a dual point of view dual point of view so you get a little bit of both of their perspectives um interesting enough this falls under what I didn't even know, like Christian romance. I've never like come across it before. I just saw a really cute like book title and, you know, the cover of the book. And I was like, oh, this looks so cute. And then later on, I find out that the author is actually a Christian romance author. And it didn't click for me um until like I read about that and I was like oh that's why they like talked about God briefly and they were always like oh I pray you know this would happen for me or this would happen for someone but like it to me for me it wasn't like overpowering so like I didn't that wasn't the focus for me for me it was their relationship and for me when they did talk about like God or you know the power of prayer things like that you know, sometimes to yourself, when you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, I hope this goes for me. Or, you know, I hope God is on my side kind of thing. Like, who doesn't do that from time to time? So I didn't, like, for me, I was just like, oh, yeah, I would pray for that, too. <laughs> I didn't really feel like it was overpowering. So I know some people may not like it because of those kind of like, um, for for that purpose and you know what they're talking about but for me it it was like really innocent and 
like I said, it was a quick book. I feel like it didn't talk a lot about it and only towards the end when they're like trying to decide what they want to do. Then they're like, oh God, please help me make the right decision. And I'm like, I'm always asking for the universe <laughs> to give me the right decision on what so to do. So it was do. very subtle, but question. Yeah, I feel like it was. Was it there like, No. None. Okay. None. Absolutely. Not even like closed door. Nothing. Okay. It, like I said, very. I think the people need to know that. Yeah, that's true. People would like to know that. Yeah. It's honestly in a Hallmark movie, you don't get that. No, no, you don't. <laughs> So it's very Hallmark, innocent, really lighthearted romance. Mm -hmm. Like they kiss and, you know, that's about it. There's no like (laughs) burn of desire and like yearning. There's none of that. Yeah. Definitely cozy Hallmark. Very cozy romance. Yes. That's a good way of putting it too. Very cozy, warm, like. Have your little cup of cocoa when you're, you know, reading it or listening to it. You know, have your little holiday cookies. This is not what you drink wine to. I was going to say that. I said bake holiday cookies while you're listening to it. Yes. Mm. So like you want to feel good, innocent, quick holiday romance. This this is the book for you. Absolutely. You'll enjoy it. Okay. And then if you want to cry, read my book. Right. If I mean, you could have the best of both worlds. You can cry and be sad and devastated. And then right after, you just go Thank and have a me. nice little cute <laughs> romance. But yes. isn't that kind of like what you do with like scary movies? At least for yeah. me, if I watch something scary, I have to watch something like yeah, butterflies and flowers and like. Yeah, <laughs> you need that palate cleanser. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. You can have your sad, not happily ever after. And then afterwards, go and find that happily ever after in this yeah. book. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah, like, it was cute. So check it out. And it's great before the holiday season. It'll get you in the mood. You'll probably want to go and get your tree and light your tree. So I say get it. <laughs> awesome. Good. honestly I I even looked to see if she had other books because with her brother in particular I forget his name um when he's kind of like pushing Waylon or whatever you can tell like her brother's going through it too because their dad wants him to take over like their business I don't know if it's like finance or lawyer or whatever it's like a corporate kind of job And I'm like, I would love a story about him and maybe him finding like, you know, his love story, but I didn't see anything because she has a lot of siblings. So I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like all the siblings. Standalone series. Yeah, but I didn't see anything. I was like, oh, because I, some of the characters are really good. Even the snotty little bratty sister, well, older sister, she's not little sister, the um, older sister. Even her, like what she kind of goes through in the book. And I didn't even, I, I won't tell you. Um, but like, I would like to see like her perspective on certain situations and her life. 
it's just it opened up the door for a lot of little stories which I found interesting because I kind of like craved learning more about her siblings you should message the author like that's what I that's what I do if I want something else I'm like hey so any chance that this is gonna happen (gasps) I'm so nervous I can't (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I've ever messaged. Oh, did I message her? Did she message me? I'm trying to remember with Kennedy Ryan. She's the only besides EJ Mello too. But Kennedy um, Ryan is is, um, one that I've definitely went back and forth with a couple of times about her books because I'm like, I can't believe it. This is so I'm, I'm constantly in all these authors DMs oh, if really? I love their book I'm in there this one that I just spoke about today I messaged her this morning mm-hmm. I was oh, like I absolutely loved it this was such a great book I can't wait to talk about it oh my gosh I can't I'll be too scared <laughs> <Ooh>. there are people <laughs> I know, but like I think for me, it's the opposite. If I saw them up close, like face to face, I would like curl up and like die. But I guess it's easy enough like, to just there's jam a them. screen between me. There's and- a screen. I can say what I can say, and then I can edit if I sound like a dumb dumb mm-hmm. and send it. That's true. That's probably easier. For because sure. then if they read it, they read it. If they don't, they don't. It's just out there. Yeah, definitely. I've I've messaged authors and they don't say anything. <laughs> but it's out there. <laughs> they know how you feel. They know how I feel. <laughs> Maybe I will do that because it, like I said, it it was interesting and like her brother. I was just like. He needs somebody in his life and he needs to tell his dad off. <laughs> his, you might, his dad- might help her out. She might not even be thinking about that. And then she's like, oh, maybe I should. If there's interest, why not? There was a part where like, I think it was like Thanksgiving dinner or something. And they ate and the dad was like, okay, I got to get back to work. And then he called the brother over and he was like, let's go kind of thing. And I'm just like, dang, he can even enjoy a day off. Like just because you want to work through the holidays kind of thing. So it would good it would be good to get like his perspective on things and for him to find love. Cause I don't think I don't think he was married or dating anyone. Cause it didn't mention a wife. No. So that would have been good. That would have been good. All Maybe right. You'll find her. Oh. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what happens. But yeah, that's it for our episode. <laughs> a good happy book, a sad book. Yeah. So thanks for joining. Bye. Bye.